This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. After a serious car accident, people have two questions Why me? And what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen, and my law firm, Brown & Crouppen, sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown & Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call. 222-2222. Tell me what the hell is going on? It's the morning after. KPNC-FM HD2. Collinsville, St. Louis. Bill, Bill. Welcome back to TMA. It's presented to you by Brown and Crouppen. Let the ladies and mainly guys know that we all will be on the prowl this weekend. It, it kind of goes without saying, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm surprised we even have to bring it up. I know, but I just want everybody to know. Where will you be showing yourself off? Uh, the women at Wheelhouse love me. Wheelhouse? You got a ball. I do have a ball. Do have a ball. What do you wear to a ball? Tuxedo? Black tie affair, gala. It's not a black... You can wear a tuxedo. It's, uh... But you also have the option to not. So, yeah. So, that's what I've got going on. So, you will wear a tuxedo? I will not wear a tuxedo. Oh. I had to get the measurements for both my six-year-old and two-year-old, because they're in my sister's wedding, as you might expect, <clears throat> uh, coming up in the first week of April out of town. And, uh... And then the tux place is like, well, we don't have tuxedos for, you know, and, and two-year-old isn't just two. He's He was one a month ago. So mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, we have have them for three-year-olds. Baby so tuxedos. great to have yeah. my uh, tailor measuring the two-year-old and then I'm writing down the numbers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and those numbers are going to be different a week from now. That is true. Yep. That is true. Hmm. Yep. Can't you just take... An outfit he has now and spray paint it black? I think it's reasonable. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to do. They do have fabric paint now, spray paint. You just put a little coat on him with a bow tie. And... Yeah. I don't think I've ever been to a ball. <laughs> hmm. Is there a difference between a ball and a gala? I, I, I've got to think of what the... I don't know. I think it's... I'm looking up what the official title is. All right. Well, none of us were invited to this ball. It must well, be for I mean, high rollers. It's yeah, I'm 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 old money. Yeah. You know, I think we're people kind of know that. Saint Gabriel. Saint Gabriel old money. Uh Hearts That Hope Gala Doug? Is it the four seasons? Hearts that hope. Oh, the four seasons. Oh gosh. Yeah, no, I don't it's either four seasons yeah. or it's for me. Yeah, I mean it's kind it's it. kind of it's kind of understood. Mm. Yeah. It's just kind of the the deal. You don't even bother to respond. You don't even RSVP unless it's one of those two. Well, you can't get to me. You yeah. can't get to me. Yeah. yeah, if you're getting a ball invitation to Orlando Gardens, probably just say mm-hmm. no. Yeah. yeah. I'm just, I mean, it's just, it's just fun to be born with a trust fund, you know? You don't realize it until, you know, you're like six. You're blessed and you're privileged. Yeah. 
the Lord has chosen me mm-hmm. to bless me with wealth. I mean, wouldn't we all want to be trust fund babies? Yeah. I mean, it's a, a mark of success. You've done something great if you have enough money to pass down that kind of money to your kids. I mean, we all strive for that, don't we? Yeah, but just, what if things we just, aren't going well for us? Yeah. Can we get a dog avatar on social media and attack those people? I, I kind of do my work in the STL Today comments, actually. I would think they need attacking. Thank you. People that have been successful, maybe they're doctors and they're, they save lives every day. They must be attacked. Mr. Lixa has let us know that uh, $5 million is uh, blue-collar rich. Mm-hmm. And he wants to call in, but he says he's at an urgent care and wants to see if we can extend the show by a half hour so he has time to call in today. No, I'm not even thinking about doing that. How rich are you if you're going to urgent care for your dire medical needs? <laughs> That's a fair question. And he's there a long time because they leave the uninsured there longer. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah, you're not going to make your nut that way. I, I'm guessing the top doctors coming out of med schools don't go to the urgent care facilities. You're doing a library. I'm just guessing. If you even get a doctor. Most of the time I've been there, there hadn't been a doctor. Usually nurse practitioners, I think. Something like that. You know. Which is fine. I'm they sure make good money there. Sure they, they do. I'm sure they're great. I'm sure they're fantastic. Well, anyway, Doug, we're going to do another half hour, so okay. we have time to take looks. But fun. this guy has me he's got an eight-figure eight <laughs> net worth, and he's he's been delayed at a... <laughs> urgent care facility, so we have to stay here another half hour. I emailed Tommy to say I can't do a balloon party because we're doing another mm-hmm. half hour at TMA, so Licks can call in. You'll understand. I uh, think so. He's probably just waiting to get in. <laughs> he's in the waiting room. I don't think he's being... Like I said, the uninsured have it tough. Yeah. No, they're the ones that have it easy. Well, yeah, I meant tough getting in, though. Mm. Uh, Jason Stark, Doug, you know him from uh, formerly BSP yeah. and now with The Athletic. The column is, which MLB team's front offices and managers are feeling the most pressure? Insiders weigh in. What do you think is number one? Cardinals. No. Yankees. Yes, nicely done. What okay. do you think is number two? The Cardinals. Yes! Yes, okay. You read this column already? No. Oliver Marmol and the Cardinals get 12 votes. The good news for the Cardinals, in comparison, by the way, to the Yankees, 16 votes, so it was pretty close. The good news for the Cardinals, our voters had mostly good things to say about an offseason in which they added Sonny Gray, Lance Lynn, and Kyle Gibson to the rotation and added depth to their bullpen with Andrew Kittredge and Kenyon Middleton. The bad news for the Cardinals, their entire rotation might be 33 or older. And we heard lots of concern about their manager, Ali Marmol, and his ability to navigate this vessel's storms. You like that? Navigate this vessel. Uh, no, I didn't care for the sentence at all. Quote, they'd be at the top of my list of teams most likely to make a change of manager, said a rival NL exec. I'd just say this. Don't go to sleep on the job Yadier Molina did managing Puerto Rico in the Caribbean series. Oh, my oh God. Lord. You think they would actually pull the trigger on that? Bring in Yadi as the manager? I honest, I mean... I, I would love it if it would happen from an entertainment standpoint because mm-hmm. I have no idea about his ability. I just, the thing that, and maybe I'm off the mark and maybe it'll just show kind of a change of things because Mazalak's done after next year anyway, at least in that role. I think he'll still be in the organization, but just in that role. That Yadier Molina at that, Yadier Molina at that moment is more demonstrative than Tony La Russa was, I think, as manager. So if you like having control of your manager in that organization, you will not have it if Yadier Molina's in your dugout. Mm-hmm. 
it would be the biggest nightmare, I think, for both Yachty, because how he's looked at would be so much different when he becomes a manager. And look, at, I, I agree with you on that plan. And, and if you want your legacy to stay, just stay away from the management position. Also, I don't think he gives a damn about that. We've seen him, no offense, mid-season at he was on the IL kicking basketballs because he was mad <laughs> mm-hmm. at him. Like to me, I don't know if his personality would. Eat, I don't. I don't know what would happen honestly, and I don't. Th- I couldn't see any good things happening him being a manager. He has the I potential to be the John Tortorella of baseball. Just torts. Mm-hmm. Hey, a torts. Just an absolute nightmare. I couldn't see a scenario to where he's good pre and post game, in game managing, maybe because he's been in that spot before. But I, that kind of intensity has to come with a certain personality type. Otherwise, you would just wear your players out over the course of a long season. I think if he got shingles, he'd be out two months. Like it's not like a TLR where he's like laying Mm. on the couch, face like. Like you gotta have some. You're sacrificing a lot. That's a job to where you just. All you do is talk. All you do yeah. is talk and answer questions, even when you don't. And but the, I couldn't see him doing that. There is a fine line between having a manager that's clearly the guy in charge, that's a real leader, that uh, has the respect of the players, that they fear just a little bit. We do not and, have that. And yet no. still, they like the guy and, and would run through a brick wall for him. Those are the really good ones. You mean you show? Can, you can't be everybody's best friend, and you can't be an aloof... Too good to talk to I got to say, either. with regard to Schilt, I think it's something to point out that he didn't get a job for a good long while after he was fired, which surprised me. But if you're ever looking to kind of like go, okay, what was going on there? That that's a, that's a tell, and that's in any industry uh, that if somebody's on the open market and they can't get hired, that that and that. By the way, that surprised me because I thought he did a great job here. Yeah, I did too. So I'm mean, I mean, based upon his personality, what he was, it looked like he was friendly with the player, but had stern discipline. I, I think a mix of both. Now I don't know what happened with him and Mosellock, or I, I get that there was a, a falling out, but I think a show personality to where he, he can be friends with the guy, but also rip their ass. I wonder if he didn't get a job right away just because he wasn't a former player, and you hire him and. Baltimore or Seattle or, or Texas, and people say, ooh, Mike Schilt, oh, he was pretty good in St. Louis, never heard of him. If was that he, could have been part of it. Was he up for any jobs? Did he interview for any jobs? He went immediately you know, to the bench coach I, I position in San Diego, right? It could be that he just, you know, I'm not going to go to some crap team, you know, just to get a job, because if I fail there, not a lot of managers get fired and fail on another job and get another shot. Yeah. He's got a shot with San Diego, at least. Yeah, they've got some players. He's in a tough division. Oh, is he ever. Doug, uh, this guy has just sent in a picture of himself <laughs> in a sundress. He says it's sundress season off to the market to see my butcher. That's kind of hot. It's a gentleman, very nice beard and a sundress. Is that? Uh, it looks like a little like Dr. Levine, the assistant head of health and human services. He's kind of dressed the same way, right? <laughs> Uh, Tim, don't you think Schilt could have not wanted the job? How come people can't spell his name? You ever notice that? It's hard. S-C-H-I-L-D-T. Oh, you can't. S-H-I-L-D-T. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. It seems like a C should be in there, but I agree. It's like Chase Daniels should have been Chase Daniels, but it wasn't. But it's like, yeah, you say Tony Bank, it's like... Tony Bank, Tom Hanks. Why ain't the S there? Even with LaRusso, there was a space between the L and the R. I didn't like that. There was a lot of LaRusso... Mm-hmm. They won the pen. Anyway, don't you think Schultz could have not wanted the jobs that were available? He came from coaching the Cardinals. I doubt he wanted to coach Oakland or something like that. He was fired after 21, and he didn't become a manager until 24. I'm just telling you, that's that's 
That's eye-opening. And by the way, that's coming from somebody who was a fan of his and was stunned the day that he was fired. And, uh, you know, I don't, by no means do I know what happened between him and the Cardinals. I know people speculate and say they have sources and all that crap that goes on, just like we got a lot of people with real inside knowledge on Desiree Reed francois this week. Uh-huh. But uh, either, I mean, what we do know is he was fired in, I think, October of 21, and he didn't become a manager until the 2024 season. Can we get back to spelling? Sure. I think the hardest... Cardinal manager name to spell would probably be Red Shandingst. Ooh. Could there be a harder one than that? S-C-H-O-E-N-D-I-S-T. No. You are such a heater. I was like, holy crap. You got the Shane part. You got the Shane. D-I-E-N-S-T. Yeah. R-E-D. First name's R-E-D. And what was his real first name? Albert. Albert or Alfred. Albert. Uh, Albert. Albert Fred. Albert How about that, Doug? Fred Shandingst. Yeah. I guess that'd be the hardest one to spell. Is uh, is Yachty at uh, spring training working with the players? No. Will he be? I believe there's talk of him possibly coming later. So he's that got has it. been one of the great PR <laughs> BS things that I have seen in recent years with mm-hmm. the Cardinals. He's got a job. They and don't I, know and what it, he's going to do. To me, it was like my, my Oreo for the... But again, I understand what they're doing. I actually like what they did this offseason. I know I've said it a million times on 101, and I've probably said it only a few times on TMA, but because I think they're really managing their risk, and that's why they sign these short-term deals. And if they can be competitive this year in that terrible division, then great. But the priority is to not take on you know risk with so much uncertainty with a big portion of their revenue. So I get it, even though I know fans... Some fans are pissed, but when Mazalak was at, at uh, winter warm-up talking about the excitement about Yadier Molina being part, I'm going, this guy's not going to, he's not a, really a part, he's not in the dugout. It's just, no. it's a, it's a, it's like a, it truly is like a bobblehead kind of thing. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just like a promo thing. Now, there is a, a former Cardinal that everybody loves, that loves to teach, knows the game as well as anybody, if it would be Ozzie Smith. You think there'd be any chance at all it's, that they would have an interest in a, a as, as manager? He, yeah, no way. I, I don't think Ozzy would want to do it. Number one, like I, I bet he'd be great. I tell you one thing: you got, in order for this organization to have success, and I've said it before, you had Tony Larusa had no ties with the Cardinals. That's what you need. You need somebody with zero ties to the Cardinals for a manager position. Look at what we've done: Mike Matheny, Shill, Ollie. None of it's actually working. There are wins there, little minor successes, but like, you know, deep playoff runs and World Series appearances aren't happening. Mm -hmm. There are too many yes guys. There are too many people that are attached to the players. You need somebody with no knowledge of this organization to come in there and shake it. You have to, dog. But but look, why did the reason that Tony LaRusso went the last successful manager outside? I'll give you a reason. I'll give you the reason. Albert Pujols. Okay. Uh, Give you, Albert Pujols in his prime to some of these other managers. You don't think they'd have been better? So you're talking about one play. So TLR had success Pujols, because of one Scott Rowland, Jim Edmonds, well, Molina in his prime, Adam Wainwright in his prime, Chris Carpenter. LaRusse had some great players. All of players. this before Mozeliak actually had decision-making ability, too, by the way. All of these moves. No, that's true. But LaRusse had a lot more talent than the guys do now. A lot more. He had one of the great players of all time in the middle of his lineup for... Ten years. 
Hey, movie boy, yeah. I'm calling in. That's from Mr. Licks. Well, Sorry, my bad. We're Call out of time. On. Don't don't answer him. Call on. I'll answer. My bad. Well, we have two current Hall of Famers on this roster, Doug. I don't know. Have the Cardinals had two Hall of Famers on the same roster? I know Albert Pujols. Yeah. Edmund's not a Hall My of Famer. God, absolutely. Mm. But I'm talking in recent yeah. memory. Yes. Well, I, well, I agree with you. I, I really like the, the, the Russo's manager. Four and... I said recent memory. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, I, I'm at like post La Russa era. I mean, I like La Russa. I thought he did a great job. I really did. But it, most of managing is the players that you have. Look at Joe Torre, horrible manager in St. Louis, Hall of Famer in New York. What was the difference? I see. I, I think I'm gonna disagree a little bit on that with just the La Russa thing. The Joe Torre thing, kind of. I, I guess I understand where you're coming from. La Russa is a legit manager. Yeah, he shook it up a little bit that. and didn't just bow down to upper management, and that's what we need. He had some equity because he'd had success, past Oakland, success. Yep. And so, he, you know, with that came a lot of respect from the players. And it was clear that he knew what he was doing. It started with not going with Terry Francona. That's the start of it. Would have been, yeah, I mean, this organ, whole organization would have been different with that one yeah. hire. You know, the thing, I've, I know I've talked a little bit about this in the past, so the story may be redundant, but... <laughs> I, it's my opinion that they knew they were hiring Mike Matheny before the public even found out that LaRusso was leaving, because it is also my opinion that LaRusso was going to announce during the season that this was going to be his final year. And then they went on the heater, and so then he kept it quiet. And then, of course, we know how things played out with the World Championship. Um, and then he told the team the morning of the parade that that was his last year. With that said, I believe, now I don't know this, but it's because Mike Matheny was doing a show for Inside STL, I don't know which day it was, but once a week, um, and therefore, you know, we were working together, and I asked him to come on the night, or the morning of the night of Halliday versus Carpenter, Game 5, for the, the Cardinals and Phillies series, and he called me and goes, yeah, I just think I'm done at this point. Uh, it'd be great, you know, because I, I caught both those guys, and I think it's going to be a great game, and I could give some perspective on it. I just think it's better if at this point I go back to... So I'm like, okay, it's kind of weird, because it wasn't like he was resistant to doing interviews. He was doing a show. I think he knew at that point he was already going to be the manager, and he was trying to get away from it. He had honored his commitment to do the show throughout that period of time. And why is that relevant to the conversation? Francona was only let go after the Red Sox collapse. And so, maybe... If, if Francona was out there when the Cardinals were looking, they would have potentially taken that opportunity more seriously. But because at the time, in August and September of 2011, before the Red Sox collapsed, it didn't look like he would be available, they had already made the decision to go with Matheny. Now, they might have gone with Matheny anyway, but my point being is I think they hired Matheny before Francona was available. That's and what I think. As I understand it, Matheny only left the radio business because he was upset that a Sassy Cassie promo That's played correct. during the middle That's of the correct. show? If right. Sassy Cassie <laughs> promo does not play, Mike Matheny never manages the Cardinals. Right. So, non-gay, that's on you. Mm -hmm. Hey, it's Jackson, here to talk to you about Factor. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. My favorite part about Factor is the convenience of it all. These are no-prep, no-mess meals ready to go in two minutes. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. 
Sign up and save. They've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash McKernan50 and use code McKernan50 to get 50% off. That's code McKernan50 at factormeals.com slash McKernan50 to get 50% off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Bad non-gay. Bad, bad non-gay. Uh, Doug, uh, Mr. Licks is on the line, and he wants oh. to talk about okay. his net worth. Hello, Licks. Licks, hello. Hey, guys. Pick up the energy, please. We're almost out of time. It's not a great week for me. Went to urgent care. Thought I had strep. I don't, but they you gave have COVID. me a shot of steroids anyways. Do you have COVID? Um, no. No. They just, they roided me up, gave me some antibiotics, and hopefully I'll be better than ever leaving the country soon, so. Well, where are you going? I just wanted to, uh, I'm not going to say, and if I did, I don't think the listeners would know where it is anyways. Where the hell are you going? <laughs> where are you going? I mean, with all due respect, no one knows who you are, though. Um, let me, how about I ask this, Doug? Do you prefer the lesser Antilles or the greater Antilles? <laughs> oh, the greater ones. <laughs> yeah. yeah? Like, what specifically? I just think they're greater. Nice. Yeah, that's why I'm, that's why I'm not going to say. Okay. Um... My issue right now is that I can't wear Peter Millar anymore. Why not? Too fat? Someone, one of my friends that shops <coughs> at TJ Maxx said it's, they sell Peter Millar at TJ Maxx. Well, is, isn't that a TJ store where if they, if they don't sell at the PGA shops or the fancy department stores, they, they send those items to the secondary stores like Marshalls and TJ Maxx, try to sell them that way? I, I, I don't I don't know anything about it, Doug. I guess so. I think that's how it works, and that's why, like Marshalls, isn't allowed to advertise some of the products they have there because they would they would undercut when these manufacturers oh, right? try to sell at the big department stores. Well, it's annoying because I liked it, but I can't wear that anymore. Well, just see it as a um, way to get a, a discounted uh, price on a on an item that you like. Well, I don't care what the price is. I want it to be exclusive. Oh gosh. Um, okay. I do have a quickly, very quickly, I know we're out of time. I, I have a bone to pick with Tim, actually. Okay. Um, <laughs> which is surprising. I just take issue with something you said a week ago or so. And I, you were talking about putting tips and like, you should, you said something, how you should try and hit 30 short putts in a row, mm -hmm. basically get that feel down. So it's just mechanical. Mm -hmm. Um, you're giving some of the best putting tips I've ever heard. And I watch and listen to a lot of golf podcasts and instructional videos, so that's saying something. Yeah. Um, I think I would know. And I just, you're always a little self-deprecating. And at the end of your tips, you were like, you know, I'm not Brad Faxon or anything. I, I just want to let you know, Tim, that it, you are the golfer that Brad Faxon wishes he could be. Good for you for saying um, that. Good for you for saying that. I have a bone to pick. 
I hate that you would sell yourself short like that. Good for you, you for know? saying Lemming. that. Um, all right, well, I'll just leave you with this. My, uh, my ranking of the best broadcasters for 2023. Number one, Tim McKernan. Number two is vacant because no one comes close. Um, number three is a tie between David Faber and Aaron Sorkin. Um, and that's all. That's all I have. Okay. Not a great call. You're obviously <laughs> oh, under the weather. Thank you so much. All right. Doug, there he is. Get it's well soon. Licks. Aaron Sorkin broadcasting? <laughs> I was about to say, I was going to turn to you, Jackson, for some insight. Oh, he's, uh, he's doing To Kill a Mockingbird. This dude has Cobra insurance. He's traveling to the greater San Antonio area. <laughs> That's some Father Brown. Out. Cobra insurance is what you get when you get you lose your job, and it's between insurance plans. That's what Cobra is, right? Yes. So. You, know, you don't want that. You don't want to be in that situation. I mean, you take it if you have to have it, but you don't want to be in the situation. Someone tell Lex, Destin, Florida's not out of the country. That's from the three one four. Oh, God. Get this pompous pubic hair flosser oh. off my airwaves. That's from Uncle Moose Knuckle. He does, he does come across as a tiny bit pompous. Just a tiny bit. Just a well, he said about an hour ago that $5 million net worth is blue-collar rich. Mm. <laughs> uh, blue-collar rich could be a million-dollar net worth, I suppose, right? Because with housing prices that have gone so far up and people have equity in their houses. So what about we're just talking about if you have a million dollars in cash and you're not including the the, the property equity in your net worth? Uh, that's That'd probably be upper middle class yeah. rich. What do you make a year on interest on a, thousand, on a million dollars you just put in the bank? Well, you probably need to get a different financial yeah. advisor. Yeah, you'd have it in the market somewhere. Probably. Yeah, just do a nice little 4, 5, 6% return. Well, yeah, you'd get a lot, hell of a lot more than that over the last year, the way the market's going now. Yeah, I, mean, I think you average it out. It might be more than that, yeah. Pillar must have an administrative day if <laughs> Licks is active. Probably headed to the Magic House in a bit. That's from the Warson Woods Wacko. Shut this mf oh. up. Drink bleach. Take a bath with a toaster. Something, anything. That's from Flocky the Smurf. Uh. There's a job fair at Lucas Oil this weekend. Lix is hitchhiking out for it. I know because he tried to crash with me. It's creepy. That's from Brian Henshin. Lix tried to go to Indianapolis to stay with Henshin? <laughs> Henshin have any spare room? <laughs> Apparently so. I know it's a lucrative field that he's chosen, so he probably has a guest suite. He is so dumb. Peter Millar is not sold at TJ Maxx. It's online or at higher-end stores. This proves Lix is a poor... I do like his calls, though. That's from Harrison's brother, oh, Master. Okay. Sometimes you can find the, the top brands at the, the TJ Maxx and the Marshalls when they just didn't sell you know, where they originally went. You got to look for them. You got to search. Well, Mr. Licks will no longer wear Peter Millar because it's I can TJ see Max. that. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the design area. Oh, Jackson wants to tell us about his hair. I sure do. Oh, yeah. I'd like to talk to you guys about my hair because we're really See making a comeback. Yeah. We mm -hmm. talked about hair in the previous segment, how important that is. 
uh, to a woman or anybody really. And a lot of times you can look in the mirror and say, man, my hairline's moving back a little bit. Maybe the crown's getting a little thin. Maybe I just am bald, you know, but I have plenty on the sides. We call that the donor area. Doug knows all about that. Mm -hmm. You can go over to St. Louis Hair Restoration. They'll give you a free hair consultation where they look at your head and say, this is the best treatment plan going forward. And if you go through with that treatment plan, you mentioned TMA, $250 off the treatment plan for something someone like me is really simple. Finasteride, which is the generic form of Propecia I take every morning, and then this laser cap I wear six minutes a night. Super, super easy, and we're seeing results. And if you want to see results, you look right there at the cameras. Mm. You see Doug Vaughn. That's results oh, personified, oh, brother. Oh, look at that quaff. Look at, look at it. 20-year-old hairline is back. The questions I always get, I continue to get, did that hurt? And the answer is no. No, it did not hurt. They numb you up real nice-like, and it did not hurt at all. I just sat there for about four, three, four hours, and uh, I watched TV, and I read a little bit, and they brought me some Chick-fil-A to Ooh, eat, and that fries. was that. Waffle and fries. then people say, well, how long did it take for it to come back? Well, you start to see stuff uh, start to grow again within a couple months, and you see a lot after about five or six months. I'm at eight months out now. And they say the finished product doesn't come in until about a year. And then they say, well, I bet that hurt. No, it didn't hurt. Don't worry about that. And then they say, well, are you glad you had it done? Well, sure, I'm glad I had it done. I've spent four hours in a chair, and now I'm going to have this hair for the rest of my life. I don't know if anything will fall out in other spots of my hair, probably as I get a little bit older. But what they transplant is there forever. It's your hair. You're always going to have that. So if you got any kind of problem, that uh, the hair that's always bothered you, do something about it. We've got a great place right here in town, St. Louis Hair Restoration. Dr. Berlinga, one of the best in the country. The founder, Greg Kreiling, also a, a patient of their own product. These guys have full confidence that they can help you as they help me. The website again, stlouishairrestoration.com. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Design Air Heating and Cooling email. The Buck Swope with a one-goal lead over Kevin Miller. At the desk where I sit, I have learned one great truth. The answer for all of our daily problems, the answer for all the problems of the world, comes to a single word. And that word is a name. And that name is Tim. But this email is about an admission. I, too, have a gambling problem. I can't stop going to the casino. River City. I had one big... I had one big on the dollar slots, but Doug, one was spelled O-N-E, so it tripped me up a little bit. Yeah, I see. Yeah, My pockets were full, so I decided to leave whilst I was up. As I walked, I jingled with the sound of success, and then I heard him. I'll have sex with a man for money. I was like, I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. He said it again. I'll have sex with a man for money. As I turned my head, the window from the Sunset Hills Elks Club tour bus rolled down. Oh! Is that a roll of silver dollars in your pocket, or are you just glad to see me? Get on in here. I've got a gallon of bunny tracks and nobody to lick it off. Oh, I do like bunny tracks. As I entered, he told me, for 50 bucks, I'll ride you without a saddle. He could see I was scared stiff. With that, he grabbed my pink cigar and moved it around the ice cream like a Michelangelo with a brush. Oh. With a firm hand cupping my man sack, he skillfully cleaned up my yum-yum cannon. Oh. Skip and Tony have the day off. <laughs> <laughs> That's from Ben, and then he has a middle name of Jurgen, and then his last name is Hoff. Ben Jurgenhof. German. McDonald's ice cream machine, board op, freeloaders, former producers with ASMR fetishes, 
What do all these have in common? You may think it's not that they don't work, but you'd be wrong because it's the fact that they act like they work but don't. But that's not what I'm writing in about. (laughs) As I like to focus on more positive things in life, such as the Cardinals' gold glove winners and herpes tests. You see, when I was a wee lad, I would stare at pictures all over my wall of this handsome sports anchor and reporter. His beautiful blue eyes would make me want to swim in them. His luscious tufts I wanted to wrap my fingers in while he told me all about how life was like in the Vietnam. Is that what they call it? The Vietnam Vietnam era. (laughs) You forgot era. His firm glutes I would want to caress ever so slightly with a stick of blue bonnet and some extra virgin olive oil. Stay cute, Doug. That's from Snappy Pappy. Snappy Pappy. I believe he's new. Dirty Daddies, Friday it is. 30 seconds, give me three netters. Miracles on ice, Indians dead. Tape measures lie, backstage never pay. Martin living legend, hosannas to HD2 Jesus Tim. Plowsy Stone, Jackson in love. Doug avoids paying. Iggy just 5'4 and a beautiful soul. Love you, kiddo. Horny here. Chop, chop, cheeky, y'all. M-I-Z, no A-D. Flocky the Smurf. Okay. Flocky the Smurf. I looked up the word and in the dictionary and found this definition. In addition to or in conjunction with someone, anyone, please make Iggy listen to the show intro. It clearly says the morning after with Tim McKernan, Doug Vaughn, and Iggy Strode. It's not called Iggy tells a bunch of boring stories while his bewildered co-host sits silently. The word and denotes that there are other people on the show who should be allowed to talk sometimes. It's borderline cruel and unusual punishment that we have to listen to an uncircumcised old dude with an extra crispy foreskin ramble on about Hannah Montana while he constantly smacks his lips. Martin gave us his breakdown of the three types of sports talk radio hosts, but he needs to add, quote, confused elderly guy who can't figure out when to stop talking about Los Lonely Boys performing at Del Mar Gardens, end quote. And for the love of God, stop rattling your Gatorade bottle directly into the microphone! It's from the JV Golf Coach. JV Golf Coach. There's no and between Doug and my name. There's five people on the show, so it wouldn't say... Yeah, I was about current. to say, did it only mention three? No, it wouldn't. It, it, it only listened to the intro, to be honest with you. It's five of us, yeah. so there's no and hmm. between our names, but nice try, and I don't jiggle my Gatorade <laughs> bottle. I drink out of it. And finally, hmm. Sadie Hawkins, Doug. The Blues shut out the Islanders last night. Sources are reporting Doug asked about a senior discount when entering a girls' high school basketball game. Fake news. Iggy tweeted at Stevie Nicks to see if they could recreate a photo from 42 years ago, but she didn't reply. That's okay, because Green Day are coming to St. Louis, and Iggy wants to bang their front man, Billy Joe Armstrong. There's nothing to report at spring training, so the media are throwing stuff at the wall about Yachty being the next manager and seeing if it sticks. But I think the lead is that if you are small, bald, broke, and have no ween, you're dating no one. Mm. There's nothing quite like the dead air when Ox is off on the YouTube feed during drops of the week, only to be broken by the host laughing at the content that the audience cannot hear. Gonna be brief today. I need to get down to the DMV to get my official height measured. I know I knew Hannah Montana was going to be big. I'm not sure why a childless middle-aged man would be locked in on a teen sitcom starring Miley Cyrus when she was aged 13 to 17, but never mind that. Speaking of television programs that would be inappropriate for childless adults, is Teletubbies any good? Doug, that's from Buck Swope. Sure it is. Nice email, Buck. And that's what we have. Buck Swope for the design air heating and cooling email of the day. The uh, question now is what you got. I thought we got some interesting creative writing today from Ben Jergonhof. Ben Jergonhof gets my vote. Kevin Miller? 
I don't know who Slow day in the real estate market because he sent in another one right after that. Oh. I don't think he did. Did he? Well, it said everything that Kevin Miller says in it, so I guess he's just copying him. I think Snappy Pappy's a different guy. Oh, really? Same email, just different name. There's um, a format to this yeah, email I'm to I'm going to steal show. Miller's. He's got four wins. <laughs> just put a different name on it. Um, I, he, I like how he praises the show all the time. He doesn't trash his show. Some go flocky. Uh, the winner to me is Ben, and then his middle name is Jurgen, and then sure. Hoff. He yes, had a, I, so. I like the Sunset Hills Elks Club tour bus. Yeah, I thought it was very creative. <laughs> Congratulations to Ben. You have won the Design Air Heating and Cooling email of the day, and I believe that means you are now tied with Buck Swope as we head down the stretch in the month of February. Four more shows left this month. All right, time for us to shut it down. Jackson and I are going to go deal with the situation down the hallway. It's called Balloon Party. It's on 101 ESPN. Switch your YouTube channel over there. Then hopefully we will be doing the Tim McKernan Show podcast QFTA coming up sometime in the 12 o'clock hour. For the plow, for Action Jackson, for Kenneth Higgins Strode, for my brother Kevin, for Douglas Sullivan Vaughn, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been the morning after presented to you by Brown and Crouppen.